Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Are You Future Ready, sponsored by the Human Capital Service Center. I'm your host, Ron Haskell. We have another interesting guest that came in the studio. His name was Dr. Carl Bryant. Dr. Bryant has developed leadership frameworks and taught leadership all around the world, and we talk quite a bit about that, his experience in the military and, and his work with Fortune 100 companies. He talks about the leadership development framework that will be that's coming out in VA. He talks about some of the things that trip people up as they go from uh, into supervision type roles and, and as they move up the ladder and they call that derailment. And we also talk a little bit about teams and how good teams, when they break up uh, and they go out to other teams, they make those teams better. So we talk a lot about leadership, a lot about teams, and I think there's a lot of really good information that people will enjoy. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Ron Haskell, for this episode of Are You Future Ready? We have a special guest with us to talk a little bit about leadership and uh, what that means in VA. Joining us is Dr. Carl Bryant, who's the Deputy Director of VA's Human Capital Services Center. Dr. Bryant, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Now, I know in your role, uh, you're responsible supporting the uh, VA's Chief Learning Officer. Uh, I know that you work with deployment of talent management programs. Uh, in your bio, you work to uh, come up with best practices, enhance solutions, and increasing stakeholder outreach for learning across VA. Uh, you also were an Air Force officer, correct? I was. And you taught at the Air Force Academy Yes. Uh, for a lot of years, and uh, you authored a leadership development approach uh, that's been used worldwide. You were, were talking beforehand that you've uh, taught leadership on how many continents? Every continent except Sub-Saharan Africa and Antarctica. And so you haven't found a way to get to Antarctica yet. Or Sub-Saharan okay. Africa, which I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Great. Okay, so uh, we'll kick it off. Uh, you know, as our SME, uh, you have over 30 years of experience uh, in, in the field. Uh, is there anything that you, uh, you knew at the beginning of your journey that you could share with our listeners uh, if they, that are just starting out today or somewhere in the middle? Sure. I, in retrospect, I always say, what do I know now that I wish I had known when I started? Mm -hmm. And a term comes to mind, it's called the leadership pipeline. Something I learned along the way is that in order for people to develop, they have to touch five different sections of the pipeline. Okay. Section one is insight. That's self-awareness. But it's not just awareness, it's ability to act on it. The second part of the pipeline is motivation. What motivates you to want to learn something new? What makes you want to do it when you have a zillion other things to do? The third part is skills. What skills do you have that you can leverage and what skills do you need to grow so you can leverage them in the future? And that's where most people stop. But I've learned is there's two more important steps. The fourth piece of the pipeline is called opportunity for real world practice. If you learn all this stuff and you don't have a chance to use it, 85% of it's gone like in two weeks. So finding ways to not only learn, but to practice what you learn is critical. And the last one that's really important is accountability. 
what are you signing up to do at what you learn? And have you struck a deal with your boss or bosses or peers to say, I'm learning X, check on me, give me some feedback on how I'm doing. If you can do insight, motivation, skills, real world practice and accountability, you will develop. If you do part of them, you get partial solutions. So do you have some tips for anyone that's, uh, you know, for accountability? I know uh, this is outside of leadership, but just day to day, uh, you know, I have a whiteboard uh, that I love and I hate. Mm -hmm. And I, I categorize things on what I want to do that day. And at the end of the day, it's kind of looking back at me of my own accountability. Sure. Are, are there tips sure. that you have for, what, for leaders? Or what you've just said is really a good way to do it. Whiteboards have been around for a long time. <laughs> Something that came in Windows version one was Task Manager. Mm. You can put your task in there and have reminders pop up so that things don't fall through the crack. There's all kind of new technology tools to do that. But the most important thing is it's not a goal, it's not a tasking until you write it down and set a desired end date. Before that, it's a hope. And as they say, colloquially, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> you know, so uh, don't just have a hope. Make a commitment to yourself. Here's what I'm going to do. And if something comes up and gets in the way of you doing it, you roll that over mm -hmm. to the next day. Now it's an even higher priority to get that done. That way things don't fall through the crack. But you're not jumping from crisis to crisis because you have a plan. If you have a plan, you'll focus on the strategic things rather than the challenge of the moment. Right. Yeah. And that, that seems to trip up a lot of people, yeah. uh, the accountability and the, and the plan mm -hmm. uh, and, for, and formalizing things. Um, and so it seems to me that it would be very easy to get derailed mm -hmm. um, from task to task or even on your personal development uh, journey, so to speak. So, you know, are there, are there some characteristics to, to help tip you off for that? Are there some things that you can divert yourself onto a better path? Sure. There's some substantial research that's been done over the last 40 years mm -hmm. that really has identified several critical early identifiers of people who are going to derail. We always say the definition of derailment is it may not matter right now, but it'll matter if you advance to the next highest level mm -hmm. of leadership. It may not kick you off the boat today or off the island, but if you don't address that, it will become critical later. Mm -hmm. And there's several of those I think they're really important. The first one is inability to change or adapt during a transition. That ability to say, I know we used to do it that way, but we're gonna try something new, and I'm okay with that, I know it's scary, but we've gotta trust the process and be willing to try. People who lock down and say, I'm not doing that, I'll just wait them out, I'll just do whatever, they derail at a much higher rate than others. And we've, we've talked about how, especially at VA, uh, all the changes going through and, That's right. and all that, that, that yep. uh, adaptability to change and That's openness right. to change is absolutely it's essential. critical. And being uncomfortable in the middle of a change does not mean you're failing. Mm -hmm. It means you're probably in touch with reality. <laughs> now, one of my colleagues wrote a quotation. He said, the definition of hero is someone who faces their fears and does it anyway. So having the fear is not the derailer. It's having the fear and not addressing it. Hmm. And that's the secret to being 
able to change and adapt. I know that's scary. What am I going to do to make it less scary? But I still need to take one more step forward, one more step forward. I call it evolution, not revolution, <laughs> one day at a time. The second thing I think is a big characteristic is problems with interpersonal relationships. I, I laughingly say I've worked with a lot of physicians in my life over prior to coming to the military. I did a, been an executive coach for over 30 years, working with Fortune 100 companies and senior executives, and especially in medical settings. And one of the things I found really telling was people who moved to a leadership position and still wanted to be the best surgeon in the hospital yeah. when their new job was to be the best creator of surgeons, the best leverager of nurses, the best staff development people. So this whole thing of problems with interpersonal relationships, you are not going to be effective if you're perceived as manipulating, overly demanding, authoritative, authoritarian, and aloof. The, it's important to be demanding, set high standards, be demanding, but always with a core thing that says, I'm doing this because I want to help you be better. It's not about me, it's about we. So people that can't make that shift on solving interpersonal problems, they struggle above the middle level leader level. Mm -hmm. And lastly, failure to develop the skills that allow them to build and lead a team. And what I mean by that is, again, I'm a pretty good statistician. Used to be a research director. <laughs> but that's no longer my job. Right. I can hire people to do that. I need to know what those numbers mean. But my new job is developing skills that help other people be successful, that help them be the best they can be in whatever challenges they take on. And leaders who can't help others develop them, them, their skills struggle. And they really struggle when you put them in charge of multiple teams. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a real killer right there if you don't pay attention. Right. And as you say, I, I think that's sort of interesting that you might be able to get away with it at one level, but as you progress, it's, it's, one of the, it only gets worse. One of the biggest research findings that we don't talk about a lot here, but you'll see it in, when I, we talk a little bit later about the leadership development uh, framework, mm -hmm. is that we have a bar on that graphic that shows that at the beginning of your, your career, technical skills are dominant, but as you move up, they become increasingly less important. Right. It doesn't mean you can be functionally, uh, technically incompetent. You've got to know the field. But like I said, I probably could sit down and write the code for running an ANOVA or a MANCOVA in statistics, but it would take me a lot longer than somebody who's doing it every day. <laughs> so the real thing is making that shift to what's your current job. We call it the Transformation Trilogy. The Transformation Trilogy is this. Every leader, every time they make a transition, has to answer three questions. What should I stop doing because my new job has these other demands? What should I start doing because of the demands of the new job? And what should I keep doing? P going back to your earlier question about derailment, mm -hmm. people who don't make the Transformation Trilogy, who try to continue to do their old job in a new role, often fail. And if they don't fail, they drive away their highest performing talent because they don't want to be led that way. Right. Interesting. So I imagine if you're, uh, if you're looking to progress, 
uh, if you're someone in VA that's looking to take that next step, mm -hmm. um, it might be a good tip that you start thinking about that before you even have to make that decision. Oh, absolutely. Wait, we were laughing earlier about a little bit about this whole thing of who owns your career. <laughs> I, as a coach, I can't, I, can, I can't count the number of times people come to me and say, Dr. Bryant, what should I do? And I always have the same answer. How would I know what you should do? I'm not you. But what I'm willing to do is help you investigate your options so you can decide what's best for you. As you start your career, you need to be thinking about what might I be able to do? Mm -hmm. I think X, but this is where mentoring, watching other people, what, pick out the best leaders you know, see what they do. Is that what you think you might want to do down the road? Go spend some time with them and you know, ask them those serious questions. But it's, it's critical to get start early thinking about not I know what I want to do, but what are my options? Interesting. So let's talk about the leadership uh, development framework. Uh, we mentioned it at the very beginning. It was recently approved by uh, the Secretary of the VA, Secretary Wilkie. Uh, what does that entail? What does that mean? What does that mean to okay. people that are listening to this? Will they see this? Will they feel it? Will they, yeah. will they recognize it? Yeah, I think they will. I, I think, as someone said, if you worked at the VA for more than two minutes, the leadership development framework is going to feel very normal to you. And it should feel very normal to you for several reasons. Number one, it's built on the foundation of the VA's eye care values. Those are our core values. So it's built on that, but it's built on several other things also. It's built on the core servant leadership principles, some of which I just talked about. It's also predicated on the 28 core competencies that OPM came up with several years ago that serve as a foundation across the federal government but then it does one thing that no one else has done, and that's what makes VA number one in this area. We actually found research that showed of the critical competencies, which ones actually differentiate high performers from all others. Interesting. And in the leadership development framework, you're gonna see Ram Charan, the father of the leadership pipeline, has uh, written like four books on it, another Harvard guy. He says, at each level from individual contributor, to team leader, to first line supervisor, to manager, to senior leader. That transformation trilogy clicks in at each one of those levels, but at each one of those levels, there are five to seven core competencies that actually differentiate the high performers from all others. We're telling you, make sure you master those core ones. Don't ignore the other 28 that OPM has, they're still valid but make sure you master those core ones because that's where the secret sauce is. Okay. And at VA, if we focus on mastery there and then adding the other things that make it a full meal, we're gonna be in really good shape. And that's what the Leadership Development Framework does. It's a stage specific, where are you in your career and where do you wanna go? What do you need to learn? One thing you'll notice is that some of the competencies overlap. They're critical at multiple levels, mm -hmm. some don't. But that whole IQ to EQ thing shows in the competencies and what you're focused on. Okay. And so if you're a, a leader in VA or an aspiring mm -hmm. leader, where, where do they go to, to find this leadership development well, framework? Well, every, every group in the VA, every um, administration and large staff office has a 
has a chief learning officer or mm -hmm. so or a learning team and they've all we all work together to come up with the leadership development framework they can turn right to their own CLO and get this but we also in the Human Capital Services Center are putting together a series of down-the-road webinars they're gonna go into detail on these things and we're gonna try to get practicing leaders to come and share what they've learned at this particular level so that we can make it very personal and very engaging to people. So we're rolling that out, we're speaking about it and designing it as we speak, it should roll out shortly, but we should be in uh, really good shape by helping people get an overview, but when in doubt, talk to your own core leadership people. If they can't help you, reach out to us in the Human Capital Services Center, we'll definitely give you back what you need. Okay, and then we'll make sure when we uh, put this podcast together and we'll post post uh, the resources in there for people to find. Anything else to add about leadership no, I before think we close out? Just as I say to everyone, we have a plethora of great leadership resources here. Sometimes they're not as easy to find as I wish they were, mm -hmm. so we're working on that. But the big thing is, don't assume it isn't there. Go search, if you can't find it, Ask your training team, do we have anything on X? What else is there? If they can't help you, like I said, reach out to us, and I'm sure we can find something that'll help you get to the path you want to get to, but the bottom line is, it's your destination, so you have to design the journey. We can help you get there, but we can't do that work for you. Excellent, well that was Really helpful, really informative. Dr. Bryant, thank you uh, for joining us on this uh, episode. Uh, thank you so much, it's my pleasure. The whole concept of everything we've talked about is making people future ready. These are the things you do to get there. And there it is. If you like what you heard on this interview, please take a moment to review and subscribe to the series on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ron Haskell. This is Are You Future Ready? Thank you for listening. Be well. Mm -hmm.